Good morning. Good afternoon, Richmond. It's 12 noon, and I'm AWOD here on a Monday, November 20th, live from Capitol Alehouse here in Innsbruck, as you can catch me here every Monday throughout the football season, broadcasting live from 12 to 3. Of course, recapping all of the college football action in the state of Virginia, reacting to the Commanders game, and getting you set for what should be the best Monday night football game of the season. I told you it's the certified game of the week, the certified game of the season with the Eagles facing off against the Kansas City Chiefs. It's a Super Bowl rematch. Jalen Hurts against Patrick Mahomes tonight on Monday Night Football as the Eagles travel to face off against the Kansas City Chiefs. But, of course, it is a misery Monday. And before we got cut off during crosstalk with Michael Phillips, did have a listener stop by Capitol Alehouse and say, for what it's worth, I agree with everything you're saying. Ron Rivera is killing this fan pace. How are you feeling after the Commanders' defeat to the New York Giants at home? 31 to 19-833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. It's open lines on AWOD Radio. If you want to vent, if you want to scream, if you want to yell, just don't curse. That's the one thing that you cannot do, but the phone lines are open. 833-804-0910. We always start on Misery Monday with how are you feeling after the defeat? And to be honest, I'm totally at peace with the lost. I really am. I am at peace with the loss to the Giants. This is a Skins team that we all want to believe in. We, we want to say, oh, we have so much talent in the world. We can beat anybody. But we simply can't. We are not Super Bowl contenders. We're not even good enough for a final wild card spot. Why is that? Because we can't even handle our own division. Now, 0-4 in the NFC East without even playing the mighty Dallas Cowboys yet. I'm distraught. I'm frustrated as hell. But I'm not really angry. I'm, I'm at peace with losing. As long as it gets Ron Rivera fired. And believe me, he will be fired. You know, maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon. And by, by Black Friday for sure. The Monday after the Super Bowl. Ron Rivera will be canned by that day at the latest. That is a lock that, my friends, is what the kids call the lock of the century right there. Ron Rivera will not be in charge of this football team next season. But here we are, November 20th. We're a 4-7 and seven football team who just lost to the New York Giants again. They've got three wins this season. Two of them are against Washington. And we have three days rest before probably getting our butts kicked on national television by the Dallas Cowboys. And you know the announcers, they're going to find a way. It's a nationally televised game on Thanksgiving to kiss Ron Rivera's ass, to kiss his butt before the game. Oh, you know the sayings. Oh, the players love him. He beat cancer. He fought it in front of his team, and he beat it. He once led the Panthers to a Super Bowl. His teams play well above 500 in November. Ron Rivera is such a great person, such a great father. Well, so what? So what? I'm sick and tired of that because he's not good at what he gets paid to do. And what does he get paid to do? That's not only be the head coach in Washington, but the general manager. Ron Rivera is the one who has failed with his draft picks. It's Ron Rivera who's failed to throw the challenge flag, and that's the reason I keep looking back at why we lost to the Eagles. Not once, but twice. It's Ron Rivera who fails to know when to call timeouts. It's Ron Rivera who failed to move on from Jack Del Rio despite his downfall of, as a successful defensive coordinator. Ron Rivera has completely lost the locker room. In fact, I would argue he's lost the locker room for months, and maybe he's been hanging on by a piece of paper 
right? The do your job sign that worked for one week. It worked for one week so we could beat the crappy Atlanta Falcons. Well, do your job, Ron. Don't make Josh Harris be the bad guy his first year as the owner and fire you. For the second time this season, I'm asking Ron Rivera to turn in your key card and to please resign. This season is over now with six games left and seven weeks remaining in the NFL season. Let somebody else get a try. I cannot watch you on the sidelines anymore. I refuse to watch your mess. And so that's why Josh Harris has to make a decision. Does he want people to boycott the stadium, to boycott the games, and to refuse to watch like I'm feeling right now? Or are you going to do us all a favor and remove Ron Rivera from his duties? And I get it. There's arguments to be made for keeping him, right? Why not just take? Why not just lose every game for the rest of the season? That's just not in my DNA. I want to try to win. I want to fight, and I want to have some positive momentum moving into next season. Not for Ron Rivera to completely bottom out, to last to the end of the season. We finish with five wins and 12 losses, another loss at the end of the season. And what? We have nothing go- nothing positive going into next season? And Josh Harris has to try to replace everyone? Let's start that process now. Why not? So we begin with the good, the bad, and the ugly. Phone lines are open, 833-804-0910. And the good is that we are finally one step closer to Ron being fired. That's about the only good from the game yesterday against the New York Giants. I mean, you look at the box score, I guess you could point out a few things here and there, right? Brian Robinson, 73 yards rushing, 4.3 yards a carry. Sam Howe with a couple good runs. Derek Gore got into the game, had a couple good runs. Chris Rodriguez replaced the injured. Antonio Gibson was decent. But there's not many good plays from the fact that Sam Howell had three interceptions to the Giants' defense, and that's where we begin with the ugly, right? The bad, I mean. The bad is Sam Howell, once again, being terrible against the New York Giants. Unbelievable coaching from Wink Martindale twice this season as the Giants' defensive coordinator. He lives rent-free now in... Eric Bieniemy and Sam Howell's mind. Sam Howell taking four sacks and throwing three interceptions. That's the bad. Another part of the bad is the explosive plays. Four different wide receivers for New York had an explosive play of 15 or more yards. Saquon Barkley had several. Two as a running back, one as a receiver. He got into the end zone. We cannot cover running backs out of the flat. That's part of the bad. And then the ugly is allowing Tommy freaking DeVito in his third start, to look like a total pro. And all the sports reporters in D.C. had fun all week long. I did, too, calling him Danny DeVito, making fun of him, pretending he's just an old New Yorker with his chain on. But he looked like a pro. Nearly a perfect rating, 137.7, 18 for 26, 246 yards, and three touchdowns. We got him in the first quarter with a bunch of sacks, and then nothing the rest of the game. Just let him sit back and carve us apart. Five different receivers for the Giants had explosive plays. Darius Slayton, I get it. He's good. Four catches, 82 yards. Who is Daniel Bellinger? Who is Wandale Robinson? Isaiah Hodges, Jalen Hyatt, Sterling Shepard, Saquon Barkley. They all burned us. They all burned us. The Giants cruised to victory with another game where Washington gives up double digits in the fourth quarter. 17 points in the fourth quarter as the Giants ran away with this one. Just completely ran away with it. Phone lines are open if you want to chime in. 
How are you feeling today? 833-804-0910. Let's go to our buddy Frank in Mechanicsville. Frank, always appreciate you calling in. How are you feeling today? Uh, I feel all right, man. Um, kind of like you, I'm at peace. It's funny, I didn't call in anywhere last week on purpose because I, I knew in my bones this was going to happen. Uh, I didn't <laughs> think it was going to be that big of, a, of an egg that we laid. I didn't think Sam Howell was going to play that poorly. Um, yeah. But, I, you know, it is what it is at this point. I'm Contrary to you, I'm at this point, there's no sense in, in fighting for any wins. I think uh, Josh Harris is leaving Ron in there on purpose to constantly lose because they know he's not going to win any games because he is a crappy head coach, makes horrible decisions. Uh, you know, at this point, if they really want to do that, they would have forced him to, to fire uh, Jack Del Rio, and they're not doing that. I think they're doing this on purpose. They're leaving him in there so that we constantly lose, so that we can get a higher draft pick. And, and playing for the future. Josh Harris is a future guy. He's not a, a, a current guy. So at this point, leave Ron in there, continue to lose, uh, let Sam develop, throw him all the, the, the different looks, because uh, next year doesn't matter. It's going to be a completely new coaching staff. For all we know, EB could be gone. You know, and if you look at the schedule, man, there's, you know, we might possibly win one more game, maybe, maybe. And at what, what what's it worth? Uh, you know, we're not going to make it to the playoffs. And at this point, start building for the future and get, and get yourself a better draft pick. I mean, I get that, Frank, but doesn't he want people to come to the stadium? The stadium was packed yesterday against the Giants, and we were embarrassed. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, people are still fans, and I think they're still going to show up. Because at, at that point, you know, everyone thought we would get a win against the Giants, I guess, but fans are still coming up. They're still going to go to games if they want to go to games. A lot of people have already bought tickets. I don't think the fan base is going to just walk away because, again, at the same time, we're still here for the long haul. And most of us, like you and I, have been fans for forever. There is an exciting future with Josh Harris there that, you know, you, you still want to pay attention to the team. I'll still watch every Sunday. I'll watch this Thursday and probably be mad as, as heck come, come Thursday at 730. Uh, you know, you still have your loyal fans are gonna, who are going to continue to come games. Yeah, it's just so frustrating. But you're right. I, I'm at peace with the loss because eventually Ron Rivera will be fired. I want it to happen today, but I guess they're saving it for Black Monday. Thank, thanks for chiming in, Frank. Phone lines are open, 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. We'll take your phone calls as it is time for Commanders fans to just vent. Look, we're going to talk college basketball the rest of the week. I'm heading to Disney World for the tournament with Virginia Tech, VCU, Iowa State, Penn State. There's a lot of good games uh, to be played there. Virginia Tech, UVA have good games today and later this week. But right now, before we move to college basketball, the NBA, and other sports, I do want to take your calls, Commanders fans. How are you feeling today on a misery Monday? Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'm broadcasting live from Capitol Ale House here in Innsbruck. You're listening to AWOD Radio on the fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. It is a new day, but it is the same old, same old for the Washington Commanders who fall to 4-7 and seven on the season. But I think what's worse than that is now 1-4 and four at home. And I think we all thought that, oh yeah, Dan Snyder sells the franchise. All our problems are solved. And that was just too simple for a complicated situation. Because we still have the Snyder stench running our organization. That's Jason Wright, that's Julie Donaldson, that's Ron Rivera. Everybody that was once connected to Dan Snyder needs to go. 
for this fan base, for this organization to fully move on. And that's what it is. It's a lame duck season for Ron Rivera. We hoped it wouldn't be a lame duck season. I think we're all excited about Eric Bieniemy, the big name from Kansas City, offense coordinator, two-time Super Bowl winner, and a young quarterback in Sam Howell. What we forgot was that this defense regressed and that this defense was overrated, right? We overrated our own guys like Benjamin St. Juice and Kendall Fuller. We overrated our defensive line, right? I mean, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, I think these guys are really great, but they're not showing up enough, right? You cannot allow Saquon Barkley to run for 83 yards, 5.9 yards a carry if you're the best defensive tackles in the NFL. And then our edge rushers. We overrated our backup edge rushers. And here we are once again on a misery Monday where the commanders give up 31 points. We scored 19 points. Last year, that's enough to win this game. That's, I think, what's so frustrating, right? Is that this is a defense that gave up 17 points last year for the final 10 games of the season. And we expected that to be the case this season. And it's just not simply the case. They gave up 17 points in the fourth quarter. And we lose 31-19 to the terrible New York Giants and Tommy DeVito in just his third start of his NFL career. Goes 18-26, carves up the commander's defense to an easy victory. This thing really wasn't even close in the fourth quarter. How are you feeling today on a misery Monday? 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. Let's go to the phone lines. We've got James in Richmond. What's up, James? Hey, how you doing? Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, man. What are you th- feeling like today? Uh, I don't know. I, I expected this to play out the way it's playing out. I guess as soon as that line dropped that we were favored by nine and a half, that it was just going to be a recipe for disaster. And uh, and here we are. Yeah, here we are. Would you like Ron Rivera to be fired today? Do you want to hold him for the rest of the season and just tank it out? I mean, what, what are you feeling like? So, again, I don't mind Ron staying around only because there's, there's no reasonable solution or replacement for him right now. I mean, we're not going to put Jack Del Rio in there. Uh, I think letting Eric the enemy take over would be a another recipe for disaster for him and his coaching aspirations. Um, I feel like we've had that owner before who's who's made firings off reactions, except for you know his you know the, his last five years. But like, I, I just don't see what that solves. And unless we had a young stud you know, coach down in there somewhere that no one's heard of, or I just don't see the point in firing him now and bringing someone in. But again, that's just my opinion on it. No, I get that. And we're, we're just all frustrated. What do you think was the biggest reason we lost yesterday? The giants? I don't know. I, I don't even want to put it on Sam. Howell. I know it's three interceptions. That last one really isn't his fault. I mean, it's yeah. obviously it's the throw he makes, but, I mean, a last-second play, he has to make a throw. He just can't throw it out of bounds. Uh, I mean, the line hasn't held up all year. I know a lot of the issues are on him, too, and he seemed like he corrected that the past couple weeks. But this Giants team, that's all they do is blitz. And anyone who, you know, seen the Giants play knew this, knew that type of game was coming. So uh, I think this team's just poorly constructed. Ron hasn't hit anyone in the draft in the past three years. Obviously, we need to get him out and – stop allowing him to make draft picks but uh, I guess just overall trying to replace him now unless like there's a solution out there ready to come in I just don't see the point in and in, in taking him out now and, and bringing someone else in 
especially on a short week going to Dallas. Yeah, no, I, I totally get it, and it's it's a rational take. I'm just I don't want to watch Ron Rivera do press conferences anymore. Like it, it frustrates uh, me, makes me not even want to be a fan anymore. Well, I, I think you know it's, the more he loses, the more he's taking on that that Bill Belichick type of uh, way of just you know going about his press conferences and. I'm sure he's frustrated, he's mad, and obviously he doesn't want to go out like this. Obviously his last opportunity for coaching, and uh, it's, you know, it's just, I feel like once this, we just got to make it through six more weeks, he'll be gone. You know, I think this is a destination job. We have five picks in the top, five of the top 100 picks in the upcoming draft, plenty of cap space. I think that we're going to get, we're going to be right, hopefully, in the offseason. Appreciate you calling in, and, and I like your hope for the future. Hopefully that there are better days ahead. If you want to chime in, phone lines are open, 833-804-0910. Call AWOD, 833-804-0910. How are you feeling on a misery Monday? Let's go to Lou in D.C. Lou, how are you feeling today, man? What's up, AWOD? Um, I mean, is there any word? But uh, I, I expected this. I mean, I mean yeah. I, I've... I don't want to. I don't want to say. I've said this from you know from the get go, but you know we we. I mean, this ownership they came in in a in a situation. You know they had an opportunity to bring in their own people. So right now the solution, like you know the, the previous caller said, um, this I think let it, let Ron ride it out. I mean I've said you know fire him when they had an opportunity. You know last week maybe a week before that. You know when when they had a chance to try to, you know, get a, a win or two maybe. But now your playoff hopes is gone. So what is the yeah. purpose of you firing him right now? And, you know, you're not you're not going to – you're not going to – you know, you're not going to have these playoff run, you know, with a new head coach or – Well, well Lou, or, my, my, whole thing, my whole thing for firing him now is just – Give us, yeah. give us something as a fan base. Like, give us something that we can sink our teeth in to be like, hey, you understand that Ron has failed. Because keeping Ron in charge right. makes me feel like he doesn't understand we failed. And I get it. You know, I, I, it, losing for the rest of the season makes sense to tank and get a better draft pick. But don't you want to win a game or two and have some kind of positive momentum? Don't you want to have another 350-yard performance by Sam Howell where you can really say, hey, we have our franchise quarterback moving forward? Oh, I, I I agree, but you know the the only you know positive thing that that that's coming out of the season is Sam. Uh, the man, you know, everything is an issue. So you know, at the end of the day, you know, I'd rather just go ahead and you know just tank it in and, and try to you know line up for that draft pick and whether you got to add a, a quarterback, you know, because uh, uh, you know uh, Sam is you know he's 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 our quarterback, but at the same time. If, if there's a quarterback and you know it's an option, it's a play in the draft. You got to address that. I don't care. I mean, I know you know you you know Sam is the guy right now, but at the same time, if there's a guy out there, you got to get him, man, because it's never enough. So, like I said, man, just ride it out, and it's just you know it's, it stinks, man. It's tough to be, you know, to 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 have these hopes, and you know you play against like the Eagles, you know, like you know. <laughs> Like you, you play them all the way to the end. Then you know you you come home and, and stink up the joint like like they did with the Giants twice. It's just yeah, it just sucks, man. It, it, you know, especially when the you know when the team is selling out. You know the stadium and you know for the fans that are spending their money. I haven't been going to the games for like the last maybe 
maybe like two two years or so. But other than that, man, I, I feel for the fans that's spending their money right now. But at the end of the day, like I said, the real season started at 24 next season. So this season is dead. And, um, you know, just, you know, just, how, you know, just, 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 just get behind these players. That's all we could do. No, but you're right. That, you're right, Lou. Appreciate you. Ed. Good call, man. Yep. I appreciate you calling in. You're right, though. We, we do need to officially close the book on the season, close the book on the Ron Rivera era, and uh, we'll start fresh in 2024, hopefully with a new general manager who then hires a new coach, who then decides who the defensive coordinator is going to be because I feel pretty good about the offensive side of the ball. Yes, Sam Howe had three interceptions and we had a few fumbles, uh, but we still scored 19 points, and uh, it's, it's not a bad offensive performance. I don't think the offense – you know, has been the reason we've lost games this year. I, I point to the defense. So I feel good about Eric Bieniemy. I feel b- good about Sam Howell and the playmakers around him. We've got to build the offensive line. And then other than that, we need to help out with the defense and a new head coach this offseason. If you want to chime in, it's 833-804-0910. You're listening to AWOD Radio, broadcasting live from Capitol Ale House here in Innsbruck. Come on by, grab a beer, and check out the show. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open throughout the show, 833-804-0910. Commanders fans, you can vent about how you're feeling after the loss yesterday to the New York Giants as it is a misery Monday. Available on the go on the Odyssey app. This is the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. I'm Awad, and I started the show by saying I'm at peace with the loss. But the more I talk about that game, that garbage performance at home to the lousy divisional rival New York Giants and Tommy DeVito in his third start, I'm starting to realize I'm not really as at peace with the loss as I say I am. I'm pissed off. I really am. I'm tired of thinking my team is going to win. So I guess maybe I can say I'm at peace with the fact that I'll never pick the Commanders to win again this season. I will never predict the commanders on these airwaves to win a game again this season. This year is cooked. We're finished. Stubb, you should have stopped me, right? I stopped picking the commanders to win last time they lost to the Giants, and then I got back to it again. What What was it? The stupid win against the Patriots that got me fired up again? It might have been the Falcons. Maybe. I think that was the it's one always, that, that had us back. It's on always it. one game, yeah. <laughs> and it's not even a full game. It's like one half, one quarter of football gets me fired up again. We're finished, though. The Minnesota Vikings with Josh Dobbs or the Atlanta Falcons with Desmond Ritter are going to make the playoffs over Washington. And I guess, I guess I'm fine with that because it means just six more weeks of Ron Rivera. I do not want to see him coach a playoff game anymore. I just don't. I don't want to see people talk positively about him because he's done nothing, right? He told reporters all week, how, judge me based off of is the culture changed and is the quarterback situation figured out. But that's not good enough to be a head coach. You need to be judged off of wins and losses. And you just lost twice this year to Brian Dable. His team has one other win besides your team. If the Giants played the Commanders every week, they might be the best team in football. Now Ron Rivera is going to ruin my Thanksgiving, too, because we'll probably get destroyed by the Dallas Cowboys. How are you feeling about yesterday's loss? 833-804-0910. Let's go back to the phone lines. Let's go to Trey in Richmond. What's up, Trey? Hey, what's going on, AY? How are you feeling today, man? Man, I'm a little stumped about the loss yesterday, but I only caught part of the game because I had to work. Looking forward to that Dallas game, though. 
that you know that's our Super Bowl, you know. I know, but it just doesn't it doesn't hit the same anymore, right? I mean, we're we're four and seven right now, and I want to be fired up to beat Dallas, but it seems like anytime I, I look at my TV, they're up by thirty in a game, and we're down by double digits. Right? Yeah, that's true. It, it, it's it's disappointing, um, and and you know, like you just said about the, uh, I was surprised that we would beat the Patriots, and you know, with the win over uh, Atlanta, it was, you know, I'm like, we should beat. New York, like, no question, but apparently he had other plans. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Trey, why do you think it is New York that gives this team so much trouble every year? Um, You know, honestly, I'm not sure. Like, I I would say, like, like, I'm 30, like, it's just, like, when I was in high school, like, the the year, like, Sean Taylor had, you know, recipes, uh, you know, passed away, like, from then till now, it seems like we just, we can't. We haven't done good against New York at all. Yeah, like, no. At least no, you're, you're so, from you're totally what I right. remember. Yeah. Well, what frustrated you most about the game yesterday? I know you said you were working, so you only caught a, a few minutes. But I mean, you look at the score, you look at the box score. What do you think is the most frustrating thing? Um, last night when I got home, I saw like the ending of the game, and that really like frustrated me. I'm like, man, we were right there. Like I, like. I didn't know that we were that close to, like, we could have, like, really won the game. But, you know, that was frustrating to see that. Oh, the, uh, uh, inter- like, interceptions from Sam Howell, like, for sure. Yeah. Um, Like, some deep pass plays, like, thinking that something major is going to happen. And then it's like, oh, picked off, picked, or turnovers and whatnot. Yeah. No, it's a good point, man. Good call. I appreciate you chiming in. I, I did kind of forget – because I've been so frustrated that Washington had the ball down 24-9 to with the chance to go down the field and win the game, and we're actually driving to the New York side of the field until Sam Howell threw the interception that was returned for a touchdown. And uh, I guess, you know, they had a chance there to win it, but it just felt like all game long, New York just dominated in the trenches. You know, they dominated third downs. They they made plays when they needed to. I mean, look, look at like the first two drives of the game for the Giants. Now, they finished the game 5 of 14, but in the first two drives, they had three conversions on third and 10 or longer. And I'm just sitting there watching my TV, and I'm like, what the hell are you doing, Jack Del Rio? Why are you letting Tommy DeVito look like he's Eli Manning, looking like he's a Super Bowl winner, and he's just sitting back in the pocket carving us up, and I'm losing my mind. Phone lines are open, 833 Joining us right now, on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline is David Harrison. What's going on, David? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Good, man. What were a few of your biggest takeaways from the loss yesterday? Uh, you know, I think a, a lot like everybody else, just this team can't get in their own way or get out of their own way, you know, whether it's you know, if it's a really good offensive performance and a terrible defensive performance or vice versa. And then yesterday, I mean, a little bit of both. I mean, at times you had good offense, but – for the most part, it was pretty much terrible offense. And then at times you had good defense, but for the most part, it was it was pretty bad defense. So, I mean, uh, it was kind of just a culmination of everything we've seen uh, in one really, really long afternoon. Yeah, I mean, thinking of the defense, when we see explosive play after explosive play after explosive play, it, it does you know just drive me crazy. And it, and it makes me think that, hey, maybe the issue is bigger than just Jack Del Rio. Like like I've been saying, have mm-hmm. we been just you know overvaluing the talent on defense? 
Uh, I mean, I don't know if, if talent necessarily, but I think mentality. You know what I mean? I, I just I, I've said this on my show a few times now. I really look at this team and, and uh, you know, without being in the meetings and, and all that stuff, just seeing what I can see, this looks like a team to me that's very externally motivated. You know what I mean? They don't have a lot of internal motivation going on, so they don't come out of, of a game uh, confident in necessarily what they're going to do to their opponent. They, they more so come out and wait to see what their opponent is going to try to do to them and then just try to counter and match that energy and, and do enough to get above it. And, and to me, that's, you know, it's a very passive way of playing football, and it's not going to be a championship way of playing football in the NFL. If you, if you look around uh, the league at you know, some of the better teams and best teams in the, in the NFL, they come out looking to you know, do what they're going to do against you, against your will. They're not, looking to, they're not interested in what you want to do and how they can play off of that. They're trying to make you chase them. And, and you know, I think to a certain extent, that's kind of a no-duh observation, but you also look around the league, and there are a lot of teams that you can watch on a week-in, week-out basis that show up and basically say, okay, you lead the dance, we'll try to stay in, in the competition until the end, and then we'll just kind of eke it out. And, you know, when you see a team that competes with a Super Bowl-caliber uh, team like the Philadelphia Eagles but then falls apart against teams like the Chicago Bears and New York Giants, that tells me that what the opponent is doing drives what this team does more than what this team is trying to accomplish. What do you think Josh Harris is thinking today after the loss? I mean, I, I've been saying I, I would like him to fire Ron Rivera. I'm just I'm tired of watching him on the sidelines. I've had a few callers that said, no, keep Ron Rivera. Let's just tank it out. Let's lose every game, and then we can build uh, in the future with better draft picks. What, what do you think Josh Harris is thinking today? Yeah, I think, you know, if you're Josh Harris, you just have to kind of come to the understanding that this team and this franchise, like making this franchise healthy again, meant it's going to take a lot more than just removing the previous ownership. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people, or maybe it was just, you know, wishful thinking, the, the opinion was kind of like, let's remove this, this, this stain from the franchise cloth, and then it'll be shiny and glimmery and, and everything will be great. But that's obviously not the case. And there are issues that are, you know, maybe not as serious from like a human respect and treatment and legal standpoint, but from a health of an NFL franchise standpoint, certainly just as impactful uh, to, to the long-term health of the organization. And they've got to find out what it is that is holding this team back and move on from that, that, that kind of stuff, whether it's uh, mentality, and uh, an operational change, or a physical change. That's a decision that Josh Harris has to make. But the bottom line is, like, you can't – if you look back at the last, you know, handful of years, you can't look at what's happened and – and logically say that moving forward with exactly what we've been doing is going to be successful if we just give it one more shot. That's just that's just not going to work. So, uh, you know, at the end of the day, something some changes have to happen, uh, whether that's wholesale roster changes or just you know organizational leadership changes. That's going to be on Josh to see and uh, and decide. But absolutely, I think everybody's in agreement that something's got to give. David, appreciate you taking the time, man. Where can people check out your work and the content you'll be putting out this week? Yeah, man, Locked On Commanders, five days a week, uh, even through the Thanksgiving holiday and everything, headed to Dallas for that game. So I'll be uh, coming there for, for everybody, commandercountry.com, uh, also where I'm, I'm writing about the Commanders every day. Well, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate you. Yep, that's David Harrison. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio on the fan. Phone lines are open 833-804-0910. Call AWOD. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back. What up, what up, what up? It's Awad here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. 
broadcasting live from Capital Ale House here in Innsbruck. Really good lunch crowd. I bet people wanted to get in a couple burgers and a beer before they head to Thanksgiving plans around the country with their family. But I'm here every Monday at Cap Ale in Innsbruck, and you can join me from 12 to 3 p.m. Grab a beer, check out the show, take an extended lunch break here on a Monday. You deserve it, especially on a misery Monday. We got Stubb running the ones and twos today. Stubb, did you see Snoop Dogg where he, he told the world he was going to quit smoking and it went viral and everyone's like, what's going on with Snoop? Does he have a, a lung issue? Does he have a heart problem? Why has he quit smoking? That's what he's known for. Well, it just came out he's promoting a smokeless stove. Yep. Or cooking <laughs> s'mores. I, I did see the I mean, story. We knew that that was going to happen. Snoop Dogg can't quit smoking. Are you kidding me? I, at first I was like, oh, you know, good for him. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. it is some health thing, but no, nope, right. just an ad. <laughs> Whatever. Just, just just an ad for a with Snoop Dogg holding a marshmallow over a smokeless stove. Like sure. <laughs> yeah. It got it got well, press, so I you know, yeah. whatever. Good for them, it, I guess. <laughs> There were a lot of good memes, I will say. But uh, All right, joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, you can hear him from tw- 10 to noon. It's Michael Phillips. What's going on, MP? I'd love to do a campfire with Snoop. I think that'd be fun. <laughs> of course, man. It's on everybody's bucket list. All right, we bring MP <laughs> on always for a little bit of crosstalk. If I could just have your attention. It's crosstalk with Adam Epstein and Michael Phillips on The Fan. It's like that 190s movie that everybody loved. What's the name of that movie? It's not Crosstalk, but it sounds like Crosstalk. It's Crosstalk on the fan. Oh, Face Off with Travolta and Nick Cage. But this is Crosstalk. So, Michael, on your show, before I got cut off, you were telling me that you finally saw the commercial for the Santa Clauses in which they look at each other and say, it's like that movie Face Off. (laughs) It's like that movie from the 90s. You know the one. I love it. That's so good. Yeah, it's so great. So are you going to be interviewing people in Ashburn today? Yes, I'm in Ashburn today, and uh, today and tomorrow are the two practice days, so uh, we'll have that for you tomorrow for sure. I will not be down at Jerry World, which I'm a little disappointed about because that is, with all due respect to all of our grandmas and everybody who's put together meals over the years, that's, that's my one seed for best Thanksgiving meal of all time. The, the Jerry really? World Thanksgiving spread is phenomenal and uh, Dolly Parton at halftime. But it's going to preserve my ability to use the clicker, check in with VCU as well. So, so there's some good things here. Wow. you got to give me a little bit more details about the Thanksgiving spread at Jerry's, Jerry's World. All right. So, I mean, it's, it's a barbecue turkey. It's like Texas smoked style, you know, like it, it's been in the smoker for like 12 hours. It's like just super, super juicy, super, super moist. Uh, it's good. They got all the sides, like you know, just it, it, they serve it in like this tray. So you go to the concession stand and you just buy the Thanksgiving tray, and it's got the turkey, the potatoes, the cranberry, the stuffing. Uh, you know, there there might be one other thing, and then they serve you like a little pie, either a pumpkin pie or a pecan pie, with it. Like it, they do it for everybody. It's not just like a media thing. You can just go to Jerry World and have Thanksgiving dinner. I love that. <laughs> that sounds. Uh, fantastic. You know, Michael, I was really hoping I'd wake up today and news would come out that Ron Rivera was fired. Instead, I woke up with a head cold and Ron Rivera still has his job. <laughs> make that make I, sense, I, Michael. I, I, well, it does make sense. I, I get that a lot of people are clamoring for it. I'm, I'm kind of moving into tank mode here. Um, let Eric be on me. Keep working with Sam Howell. I, just, I, it, I don't see any point because you can't, you can't make Jack Del Rio the interim coach. That's a bad idea. 
Uh, his group yeah. has he he might be the worst of the coaches on the staff right now. To be honest, like Rivera might actually be in second place to Jack after watching the Giants get sacked nine times and still scheme open guys on every other play. Um, so it's got to be the enemy. I just think he's best served tutoring tutoring uh, Sam Howell at the moment. Like, don't make him take responsibility for this crap show. Like, let Ron ride it out. And if the defense keeps giving up points, that's just better draft position. I get what you're saying, but, you know, it doesn't make sense to me because I would always say, hey, if the problem is the head coach and you're telling me, hey, the solution is to remove him, but there's no viable solution because there's nobody there, well, that doesn't mean you just let the problem linger, right? I mean, look at Indianapolis last year. They identified the problem, and they brought in Jeff Saturday, and everyone made fun of them, but at least they identified the problem and tried to find a solution. I would argue, put Ryan Kerrigan in charge. Put somebody that's going to make the fan base fired up to watch the games on Sunday, because right now, I don't even want to watch this team with Ron Rivera. It makes me hate the fact that I'm a Commanders fan with him in charge. Give me like a Chris Cooley or a Logan Paulson. Like, we got options. Yeah, you just... uh... A little something to give a, give a little juice to these games. Absolutely, uh, that, I'd, I'd like a, the problem is they you know they, they might win. That, that that would be the problem at this juncture for me. I just I mean they're the number seven draft pick, Adam. They, they their odds right now on the computer simulation are better that they get the number one overall pick than that they make the playoffs. That's what we're closer to right now. What? That's that's unbelievable. How does how does that even make sense? Because the AF, NFC <laughs> is so bad. Right? I mean, I guess, look, what? So we've got the Packers ahead of us now, Rams ahead of us, Falcons ahead of us, but we have the tiebreaker, Bucks ahead of us, and the Minnesota Vikings. You're right. I mean, there are like five teams ahead of us and just the Giants, Bears, and Cardinals uh, other than Panthers behind us. And the teams in front of us for draft position are potentially going to win games down the stretch. I think the Tennessee Titans could win some games down the stretch. You look at the Patriots, obviously Belichick's going to be coaching to win every game. Uh, Kyler Murray's back in Arizona. I think there's a very legitimate chance to climb those rankings. No, you're right. I mean, I, it's just it's just not in my DNA, Michael. You know what I mean? No, like I, I, I'm I'm anti-tank. I respect that, and I'm a huge anti-tanking guy. And I I do not want Sam Howell tanking under any circumstances. I think you absolutely continue to play to win in that regard. Like I want him to score 40 points every game. I want to feel like he's the future. That's the most important thing down the stretch. Way more so than draft position. We'll be watching Sam Howell, but I don't see at this juncture how you don't do just a complete overhaul of this defense. It's been four years. I mean, I, I, we played uh, Benjamin St. Juice on my show, uh, his, his comments. He said, why I've seen it work. Yes, you've seen it work in spurts against bad teams, but I don't think you've seen anything near enough to say, let's stick with this. Michael, I always like to ask you to give out a few game balls, but that was just so embarrassing, the 31-19 Oof. loss at home. How about you give out three poop emojis? Like, who crapped the bed <laughs> for the commanders? <laughs> oh, well, whoever was in charge of hot water did. I don't know if you saw that. The, the players didn't get to shower after the game because there was no hot water <laughs> underneath the stadium. Yeah, I mean, just classic FedEx field, classic FedEx field yeah. right there. Um, we were joking. They're gonna dump. They're gonna dump the Gatorade on uh, on Tommy DeVito. Not because he was awesome. Because that, that's the only way he can bathe before the flight home. Uh, it was, was was to do that. So uh, that's number one. Um, geez, I, I gotta pick Jack. I know I've already mentioned him in this segment, but I just you sack him nine times, and, and to have that performance they had, where guys are scheming open and guys are getting open, and it just any time DeVito had more than half a second, he got open. Uh, yeah, he found an open guy, and, and, and he found a downfield pass. Um, offensively, it's, 
it's so hard for me. Like, I don't think this was the step back people are going to paint it to be for Sam Howell. Um, I think the fumbles were just such a huge part of this. Um, I, let's go Cheeseman just because he reflects this whole Ron Rivera era here. They traded up in the draft to take a bad long snapper, and you missed an extra point because of it. Let's go that direction. That's a good point. All right, how about your third game ball? Or should I say poop emoji? <laughs> <laughs> um, boy, I, I, can I give it to all the linebackers just as a group achievement award? Um, con- congrats to David Mayo on getting a sack, but these guys are so bad in coverage. Yeah. Is, no, David Mayo a- with two sacks. I was looking at my friend watching the game, and I was like, is this going to be the Mayo Bowl? <laughs> and then the defense just, just played bad the rest of the game. <laughs> They're so yeah. bad in coverage. I mean, just, just unthinkably bad for NFL caliber football players in coverage. Uh, you know, uh, Jamin Davis, uh, David Mayo, uh, you guys you guys sharing this. Um, you, you can each have half the emoji. They're so bad in coverage, Adam. It's, it's a little tough to watch. Michael, let me ask you a question. Is it just Washington that constantly puts their linebackers up against a playmaking running back like Saquon Barkley out of the backfield? I mean, because it's so frustrating to see Jamin Davis get burnt by Saquon Barkley, and I keep thinking, man, wouldn't Cam Curl be good in that matchup? Wouldn't another safety be good against Saquon Barkley? Is that around the league, or is that just a Washington issue? There are 32 offensive coordinators in the league, and they spend, they don't sleep, you know, in season. They spend 24 hours a day. How do we get a matchup of our best player against one of their linebackers traveling in coverage? That's their sole job. And, and, you know, sometimes they win, sometimes they lose. But you go into the games, how do we get that matchup? I think the commanders are the only team that just gives it to them. Like, they, they don't make the other team work for it at all. They're like, oh, you guys would like to do that? Yeah, sure. Why don't, why don't you just go ahead and do that? We'll just travel with you. Like, if it happens once or it happens occasionally, that's a win for the other team. They get paid, too. To just let it happen like this every week, that's the part that gets me. Yeah, no, we're always like, oh, yeah, we'll put our weakest link on an island with no food and water and just let him starve to death. Yeah, let's do that, I mean, Jack Del Rio. I mean, it's like the time they put Emmanuel Forbes on A.J. Brown. What did you think was going to happen? What, what in the world did you think was going to happen that day? Like, they, they just voluntarily walk into the worst situations. It, that's the part that gets me. Is like other teams are like, man, how do we get this to happen? How do we get our best receiver on their rookie corner? Like, we'll probably have to work really hard and do some confusing offenses. Nope, you just got to line up that way. It's just unbelievable. In the last four home games, the Commanders' defense has allowed 37 to the Bills, 40 to the Bears, 38 to the Eagles, now 31 to Tommy DeVito and the New York Giants. We were all laughing about his name, Tommy DeVito. Well, now he's got the last laugh, Michael Phillips. I'm still laughing about his name, honestly. I I still think – I mean, look at the Giants, by the way. Three wins, two of them against the Commanders. This is the only team they can beat in the entire league. It's such a bad football team. It's it's almost funny at this point to what extent they have the number. Yep, though they just simply outcoached us once again. Definitely Wink Martindale has Eric Bieniemy's number, and that's frustrating. But Ron Rivera cannot coach against Brian Dable. That's MP on the mic. You can check him out from 10 to noon. Thanks a lot, Michael Phillips. All right, catch you tomorrow. Yep, sounds good. You can also read his work for the Washington Times covering the Commanders. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan.